Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello and welcome to another edition of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. It is the Thursday edition, and you know that means Steph Chase is flanking me to talk all things Wednesday Night Wars. Steph, how are you, my friend? I'm very good. Thank you, Alex. I'm still hyped from a very, very good edition of Dynamite. How are you? How are you doing? I'm I'm all right. I'm back in, uh, back in business, kind of. Uh, I went mm-hmm. to... So today was my first actual day back for TalkSport uh, online and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was on the Triple H call, but my line got cut off. I had to come back on and join the queue. Uh, it happened to Alistair as well, McGeorge. Uh, same thing. So we both had to like rejoin wow. the queue. And then you're like, oh, you're not going to get a question, are you? But for all those mm-hmm. watching, Steph Chase did get a question. You got to speak to the man himself, didn't you? I did. I did get to speak to Triple H. Um, yeah, I, I just asked him about, you know, the the booking of the World Rumble, how much he was involved in that with the NXT women being in there. What I kind of got from it and the call was he's kind of not really involved in much because I think a lot of his answers were like, you know, I don't know about that or that's not to do with me. I don't know. He, I, he kind of feels like he's he's lost a lot of the, the power that he had, or at least we all thought he had, you know, in WWE. Mm. I mean, it's interesting because at the end of the call, somebody asked him about the release of Steve Cutler. And yeah. he, would, he was like, I don't know. Like, yeah, he, yeah. And also, <laughs> that, that was kind of his jurisdiction at one point where he was involved in talent relations. Yeah. That he would have known. I, lo- I loved when he said, like, I only know what I've read. <laughs> yeah, like he's reading the dungeon. Oh, that, that was dumb, Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like tri- Triple H reads Observer Confirmed. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it's, it's very funny the way he said it. But I mean, uh, yeah. More to the point, like Steph said, I'm sure you guys should go and read Digital Spy and what she puts up to get the full picture. But essentially, mm-hmm. Steph's exactly right. He basically said, uh, I, he, like, we, they kind of choose who's in it without him, it sounds like. Yeah. And then, which the- sounds so bad, like that you are taking, like choosing 
you know, people that he has on his roster without kind of a thought of mm. what that means. Uh, who's making that decision? Because I don't imagine Vince is sitting there going, hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, and like, it's funny that Triple H said he got consulted like the day before the Rumble. So they basically said, we're having these people in it. How do we make it make sense? That's just so, that's such a backwards <laughs> way of doing it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really weird. It's like, uh, now I just have visions of Vince kind of like in a model casting situation where he just has everyone's headshots and he's like, I'll have that one, that one. Mm. that one and it doesn't necessarily make sense for anything that's going on but I think we saw you know throughout 2020 with what happened to Rhea Ripley that there's not like that much you know consultation between the the two sides of getting a fair deal for NXT and what's going on in there yeah very strange but um a, a lot of the stuff out of the Triple H call you'll be able to read in the coming days but one of the most interesting things that he did say was the talk about Edge. So uh, the UK's mm-hmm. own Matty, Matty Paddock actually asked that question. And Triple H was saying that Edge has been talking about working with NXT, and not just like what he did last week, but actually wrestling in NXT. He was talking about that mm-hmm. before even the first comeback. That's what we're going to call it, I guess, the first comeback. Um, yeah. So very interesting that he didn't like confirm or deny that Edge may work with Finn around WrestleMania, but he did kind yeah. of leave the door open and say Edge Edge definitely wants to. Yeah, I would say that Edge is like absolutely not challenging Finn at WrestleMania. I, I don't think you give Edge that spot to have him do a match for the NXT title. But I can see Edge doing stuff at, at NXT. I don't think that is going to mean anything at all. But you know, if he wants to do it, you know, and 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 show how helpful he is to the young guys while <laughs> while putting himself up for you know, yeah. <laughs> good for you, Edge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he has more brilliant ideas. Like I should win the rumble. <laughs> yeah, mid, <laughs> mid pitch. This this is going to be great for everyone. I honestly don't mind Edge winning it, but I do I do find the story that he pitched it very funny. Um, it's funny, especially like Daniel Bryan's like, oh, I'll help get this guy over. And Edge is like, guys, oh my gosh, <laughs> like a moment. <laughs> I win. Imagine, I win. So I can't wait to see his NXT pitch. Just like, hey, you know, Hunter, I'll just come down and like steamroll over all of your guys, but they'll be next to me. So it's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very, I mean, I can well imagine. In this scenario that we're talking about, like, you know, and kind of circling back to Edge Finn, I can well imagine that Edge does want to do those kind of things. I can believe that. Um, But more to Steph's point, I don't believe that Vince is sitting there, especially what is reported he's paying Edge for these, you know, (laughs) small dates a year that he's going, yeah, and we'll just have you go for the NXT. I don't see it. I don't see it. No, I I don't see it at all. (laughs) I I have heard people say things, but I I just don't. I I think he goes Edge Roman. In Vince's mind, Edge and Roman is all day. Um, At the end of the day, like, what's the... um... Whoa, Alex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't mean to cut off your point, but uh, uh, how are we even going to pronounce that? Aloysius? Aloysius? Uh, Ali- I don't know. Yeah, Alu- uh, feel free to like. Aloysius. Yeah. Uh, Aloysius. Uh, Alex, you were in my dreams, plural, last night. Uh, we saw a rock concert with Stone Cold as a lead singer in a rock band. Very bizarre. Yes. Yes, it is. I can uh, imagine that. 
just a lot of Austin saying, give me a hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be down. Why not? Uh, <laughs> a very, a very uh, gravelly rock concert, I imagine that would have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Um, the reason I almost I brought this up is because I had a really vivid dream last night. I've had a few of these since I've been sick. Yeah. Right? But last night I had like three. <laughs> I had like three Fever dream. <laughs> yeah, basically. I had like uh, three last night. And it's so rare that I will remember one very clearly. But I had three. And one of them I was like escaping yeah. zombies, which was just weird. I was just running away. Mm-hmm. But, but when they caught me, they weren't really zombies. That was very weird. Second, um, there was just a random like party thing that I had in like a community center with people I haven't seen in years. Again, super random. The third was me working with Shane McMahon for real. <laughs> like, like we were putting the match together and everything. And uh, and, and I, the, the one bit I remember vividly, I was like lying on the um, the outside, and he was going to do mm-hmm. the elbow spot, but like there was loads of people in the ring. And he couldn't get up to the turnbuckle, so he walked the guardrail and totally fucked it, right? So he landed on me like super stiff. And I was like, what the hell, Shane? Like, we doing it? <laughs> uh, and we, we, we had words and stuff. And then um, we was in Vince's office after, which was a really, like, weird office as well. It wasn't like a Vince office. Uh, and I was, like, totally burying Shane. I was like, well, it wasn't my fault. And uh, Shane was like, oh, and, uh, I want to go work with Randy Orton. And I was like, oh, yeah, because that's what people want. And then I woke up and it was just like, okay. <laughs> What was that about? <laughs> That's amazing. I want to see you and Shane take the book. I could totally see Vince would probably take your side over Shane. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Me, me, me and Shane McMahon giving out some live rounds. That's, that's what people want. <laughs> you and Shane McMahon, the, the new Forgotten Sons. <laughs> yeah, wow i don't know if i want that umbrella um just just the name not the gimmick yes thank you uh <laughs> dreams of working with shame at man that'll be up on talk sport tomorrow you've heard it here first um <laughs> man 10 minutes deep and we haven't even done some house cleaning uh, steph chase for the second time is here on the wrestling daily youtube channel and she wants your hot takes that's what she wants, guys. We do want your hot takes. Get them into us. You know how the Ultra Chats work. You get them into wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. And the lovely mod mothers give us your magical takes. And Steph will either eviscerate or comment on them. <laughs> it can go either way, guys. So get them in and we will get talking on that. But let's get to the business of the Wednesday Night Wars. And as Steph said, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm calling it the Wednesday Night Wars anymore. It's not much of a war. Um... <laughs> Dynamite, once again, put on a really good show last night. We'll get to um, NXT later on in the day because, of course, they have got vengeance going down this Sunday. And I am actually pretty excited about the card when I look at it. But um, in terms of the... You know what? Sorry, I was going to make a point about vengeance here that I was thinking about today when I was preparing for this Triple H call. Remember the first vengeance was the one with Triple H in the poster and he never showed up? (laughs) What? I do not remember that. what it's like, I think it was Vengeance 2001 and he's on the poster with the sledgehammer, but he didn't actually make his return at that Vengeance. No, he didn't. Was, was Vengeance not when Chris Jericho won the titles? Yeah, like Jericho was in the match, but it was meant to be like big return of Triple H and he never came back. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I mean, that would have been such a roundabout question to ask him today, like, you know, are you, are you going to put uh, someone on the poster for this week that, that isn't going to turn up? Yeah, yeah. You know, it turns out like Pete Dunn doesn't actually make an appearance yeah. in the match or something. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. I, I didn't even know that that he was on the on the poster of that. And I felt like I should know that. God damn it! Um, I remember I, that at, at the time, and then when I was doing a rewatch of pay per views last year, that that was one of the ones I picked, and I forgot about that. And the last the pay per view I had picked before that was one that I picked because Undertaker was on the poster, and he never showed up. And then I watched this one with Triple H in the poster, and he never showed up. And I was like, why do I keep picking ones with like misleading posters? Goddamn WWE and their miss cells. What's the matter with them? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Oh, very sorry. Good. No, <laughs> I've good, seg- the show. <laughs> good, good segue. I liked it. Uh, Nathan Day says put Pat McAfee on the poster. Well, put Pat McAfee on everything. Mm, and it looks like um, the reason I bring that comment up is Triple H said essentially that Pat will be returning. It sounded like the near future. Um, they needed to get the Super Bowl and he had a wedding, get all of that out of the way. And then he says he'll come back. So I'm what, looking did forward he get to married? Did Pat that's get what, married? I think that's what Triple H said. He got married around the Super Bowl, apparently. Very, I'm very sad to hear that. Hear that. <laughs> it's, it's cut you. It's cut you deep. I know. Congrats Pat. to Pat, but... Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Commiserations to Pat, you mean? Of course. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Well, I mean, let's get into the AEW stuff. And as has become custom, we like to start with the titular news. And that today alludes to the fact that a match may be off. It may not. Uh, and of course, we're talking about the Cody Rhodes injury, Steph. Um, the, mm-hmm. the, torn, the torn or partially torn rotator cuff. We don't know how severe it is right now. It could be a matter of weeks or it can be months. So, that would surely put the Shaquille O'Neal match in jeopardy, no matter how severe it is. Yeah. Um, gosh, I'm just really hoping he finds a way to make this match. I'm hoping it's not that severe or if it's, you know, bad that he can kind of take a back seat and let uh, Jade and Red Velvet go at it because they, obviously it's taken us a while to actually get to this match and it's taken a few changes as well. And yeah, if he can just make it to March 3rd and, you know, have this match, yes, please. But if this match gets put off, like who knows what's going to happen because it has been such a long road to get here. And it'd be very, I think, disappointing for everyone unless he wants to throw Mr. Lee Johnson into his spot and have a real, like, make a star match with, with three people that are, you know, just... Just, just on the bottom. <laughs> That'd be so, be so weird. Like, Here's Shaquille O'Neal. And like, what? Um, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like Cody obviously wants that spot. Like, you know, yeah. and, and it, and it, and it kind of needs, we've discussed this before, it kind of needs him and his work to make it all work. Mm-hmm. So if he can't do it, I'm very intrigued to see who they think will or can, or do they just blow it off completely? Yeah. It's, it's uh Man, I mean, who would be your options? Who would be your options? Like, you could throw like Dustin can always pull out a good match, yeah. Like, he can, and at least he makes sense because it's brother and Brandy's brother in law. I don't know who else that would be good, would actually make any sense whatsoever for for the story. So I personally pick Aaron Anderson. I'd love to see him get in there with Shaq. It'd be amazing. Super Arn, who, by the way, and, and again, so he was trending yesterday on Twitter. I don't know if anyone did or did not see this, but WWE put out a post saying who had the best spine buster, and they didn't even have Arn Anderson in it, which... Absolutely. Right. That is shared. <laughs> shared. Shared towards Aaron Anderson. And you know what? They're just bitter because they saw his son 
Brock, big Brock Anderson out there on Dynamite, and we're like, damn it, we could have had him. Yeah, exactly. And, and do you know what's even more insulting? That they have Triple H in there doing the spine buster, which is literally, <laughs> literally patented after Arn Anderson. He and who freely says that, in fact, and yet they're like, Triple H's spine buster? It is not his. Come on now. Alex, ah. if they were to do a list of like the 10 greatest joke slams, they'd throw Triple H in there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yep. That sounds about right, Steph. Um, <laughs> somebody actually said here, Christopher Daniels, that wouldn't be a bad shout. But again, mainstream. I mean, mainstream-wise, ah, I mean, I'm not saying Cody's a huge star, but I just feel like without him, the match is less. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I hope they work it out, though. Like, yeah. like, like you said, we, we've taken the long road to get here, and then to just, you know, I'd rather they put the match back, I think, than, you yeah. know? I, I, I think that. I think just postpone it and then mm-hmm. allow us to get there again. Uh, hopefully Cody's injury isn't too serious. We don't know at this juncture. We just know that there is a tear of sorts in his rotator cuff. Historically speaking, not a good injury to get. So hopefully uh, everything works out there. But let's get into Dynamite itself. Now, there's a few things I want to touch on here because I feel like the show had a great kind of body to it. And by that, I mean beginning, yeah. middle, and end. Um Darby Allen, Joey Janela, man, that was a good way to start the show, Steph. Yeah, this is really great. This is absolutely Joey Janela's best performance in AEW so far. I don't think we've ever got to to see what Joey can can do at all. But this was great, really great match. Some just they didn't even, you know, uh, it wasn't like hardcore, no rules or anything like that. But they both pulled out some really like crazy looking spots within the confines of the rules of a normal wrestling match. So I thought it was great and such a hot start. They always start the show so hot. They're really good at picking what should be the first match. Yeah. Did you, um, did you think Joey's best match before that was, was with Kenny on dark maybe? Yeah, probably. But he's just, um, I don't know. There's just been something I, I feel like with him that hasn't fully connected the way it should have because he's never obviously a big star, but he's very important to like the indie wrestling movement. And there was just something that was connecting though. I do love him and Sonny Kiss being a team, but I think this was, yeah, his, his best dynamite match. Cause that's the thing, like, and you just said it there, he hasn't really been consistently booked. Like he hasn't had, I I know he's kind of been with Sonny for a while now, but they haven't, he hasn't had a consistent story week to week. He hasn't been a featured player, I would say. Um, but, you know, he just proved last night that, he, you know, well, we all knew he could go, but I just mean maybe that will lead to something more substantial for him. Because as you say, coming into AEW, he was like, you know, Joe Janela's spring break and all that good stuff. He is, yeah. you know, he has a following. Yeah, he's the kind of person that, um, he's just a, a important to the whole indie boom and you wonder if like the kind of stuff he was doing had happened would we get to where we are now you know but yeah he just hasn't been given that moment him and Darby could actually have a proper feud once Darby you know ends all this with Sting and Team Paz because they've got enough history and they're they're similar enough in different ways to actually have a really good feud I think. Mm. Well we've touched on um Cody and what he got up to last night and Lee Johnson being by his side. Following that was Pac 
my man Pac and Ryan Nemeth, of course, brother of Dolph Ziggler. For those who, I mean, I say for those who are no one doesn't know. <laughs> how, how could you not know that? Um, yeah, even if even if nobody had ever told you, just looking at him, you know. Um, yeah. Good match though. I mean, it's not going to be yeah. not is it with Pac, but yeah, good match. I'd give the credit to Pac. Um, <laughs> really. But, uh, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a hot take of everyone in the comments is saying that was Mr. Namath that carried that one. So, <laughs> you know, I, this, he is just his brother. He's double Dolph, Dolph, Dolphelganger. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm calling him. Like and I was looking at their Twitters today and I was just like, is this, a weird kind of cross promotional gimmick that they've come up with together because the way they were like on Twitter with each other as well. Um, yeah, I, I would really hope the guy will, will find his own identity, but he was more doppelganger this week than even before. So it, it must be like, this is his choice. I don't know how you could ever pay that off unless Dolph finally leaves WWE and he comes yeah. like, you know, it's not even brother, brother versus brother. It's like mirror versus mirror match. Like, I, I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. I remember when, cause he got released from WWE. I don't know if anyone yeah. knows the backstory extensively uh, years ago now though. Um, and I remember everyone at the time being pretty surprised, like as far as who they had, in NXT and the performance center at the time, I think he was someone that people thought, oh, you know, he, he can go whether, but maybe that was always his problem that he is really just another Dolph. You know, do you need another Dolph? Um, no, because they, they, the first Dolph has never done much either. Like, nah. so we don't oh, think we need to. <laughs> man, I, I, I still. I still kind of get upset that he didn't do like there was a time like regardless of how you feel about Dolph he was red hot yeah like but sort of 2012 to 14 ish like when yeah Sting's debut was what Survivor Series 2014 he was still hot then um and they it, just didn't do anything yeah I I did once have a Dolph t-shirt so he he was certainly hot um, for a time but he's another East guy that he never capitalized on um and then but gets a more Wumble spot every year. Like that's yeah. kind of the life of Dolph now. Yeah. <laughs> the life of Dolph. That sounds like a <laughs> tremendous program. Um so yeah, uh, obviously Pack going over uh, Ryan Nemeth. Um but great to see him wrestle. everyone i've been on the go recently phoenix kansas city chicago if you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home you have an airbnb hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle if you live in a big game town you can airbnb your place for fans to stay in your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. We then moved on to the acclaimed MJF and Jericho. Now, before we get here, let's talk about the interaction at the top of the show between MJF and Sammy Guevara. Now, there were some people that were confused, Steph, where if there's a cameraman in the room that was acknowledged, why why did MJF have to try and record Sammy, I guess? Um, there, there was some people that were a bit like, that's a bit weird. But at the same point, um, I did enjoy, like, we needed this moment between MJF and Sammy, I think. Um, I just don't know if I was really expecting the, the, the trigger to be pulled now, because now it seems like Sammy has actually left the inner circle. Firstly, pro tip for MJF. When you're secretly recording someone, you have to put your own phone on mute because that little noise will happen. Yes. So next time, MJF, uh, do make sure your phone's on mute. Um, it, yeah, it was kind of strange. Like, obviously, he wanted the recording of Sammy saying that he wants to basically topple Jericho. But then if he had played that to Jericho and Jericho had watched the show, he would have then seen the full context and realized that that's not what Sammy said. So just to interject, Jericho has tweeted. Someone said as much to him. Yeah, and, Jer- and Jericho tweeted saying, yeah, I've seen it. So there you have yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what I liked about this, uh, like I, I've been loving the whole inner circle storyline, but I think this was kind of the, the first like full confirmation that MJF's plan really is to topple Jericho, not just to oust Sammy. Because by making Sammy, you know, say that, that seems like that is actually MJF's plan, you know, overall, rather than just, I want to get rid of Sammy. Um, And he, you know, the way he, like, confronted him and said, you used to be, like, Chris's main guy, and now it's me. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, it was really, really good. And I liked Sammy then coming out to Jericho to jump ahead after the match and saying, you know, I said one more thing and I'm out like this one more thing. Jericho looked genuinely heartbroken. He looked like a dad whose kid just said, I'm going to live with mom now. Yeah. And I don't know if I'll see you again, but like Sammy just walking out with his little suitcase with the no re-entry sign. It was really sad, but I think this is going to lead to something great um, where we have obviously Sammy being a face, but Jericho as well, because I think that Jericho, his heart is with 
Sammy and this MJF thing is just like a bit of a fling, but really like Sammy's the one. I don't think if Jericho or if MJF had walked away from him, he would have looked that upset. Mm, I love the Sex Gods. I'm uh I'm Me up, too. I'm upset. <laughs> They're I'm, hugging. I know. That's, that's the end. Like the, the culmination of this storyline is Jericho and Sammy coming back together and doing that hug. Like that's it. <laughs> and that it. I can't you know, I can't wait for it. But it was really good. There's just great development here. And we'll see what happens next week. If maybe Jericho will say to MJF, you know, you have to stop these games because what you did last week was silly because I would have watched that tape anyway, even if you'd succeeded and had your phone on mute. Like, I would have yeah. watched that. So I, I'm guessing like something like that will be referenced. Yeah, absolutely. Because AEW, I must say, are extremely good at covering things like that yeah. like, like i said even before even the the small thing i think when they had the good brothers come out but then it showed the attack backstage as to why people couldn't come and help like it's little loose ends like yeah. that which wwe don't always do that kind of bugs you yeah. but aew are typically very good at that um and this whole thing between mjf and jericho started because jericho had watched the tape where they you know when they both had the parking lot talk and then they walked away and they both mm. um was so they called each other an idiot something like that to the camera yeah, but then suddenly they came together yeah it was like oh i, I saw you because i watched the show so i'm sure that that little bit especially since he's like tweeted about it it will but it will all make sense yeah i think that's the thing like um because the, these people were tweeting this as they were watching it right and, and i get yeah. it that that mjf wanted to provoke sammy of course like that's the point um but it's yeah, what's the worst the legs there? Because like we said, Jericho and people will see it. So you just yeah. hope that there's something goes from there with that. Um, I just want to do this quickly from Charlotte Column Ainsworth, who I've never seen her before. So welcome to the show. Uh, hello, Alex and Steph. Hope all is well. If you were Vince, that's a dangerous question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who would you put as a star in Damn's division that is not pushed? Done out. Uh, mine would be Chad Gable, Cesaro, lastly, Finn Balor. Very good use of spacing there, Charlotte. Um, I mean, I assume you mean move Finn to the main roster. Um, I mean, if you be used right, sure, but history. Uh, Gable and Cesaro would be definitely up there, 100%. Um, there are so many. WWE has got so much talent that kind of just sit there in specific spots that could do a lot more, but like there are only so many spots. So WWE just ends up kind of, you know, putting them in these weird slots where they don't yet utilize their full potential. Oftenly in Cesaro's case, four years. So, uh, you know, Xavier Woods is someone you could do a ton with. Uh, there's, there's literally a litany of guys. I would like to see Chad Gable wrestle more long matches, I would like Cesaro to get his push. So there you have it. What about you, Steph? Uh, I'm going to give like a really bad Steph answer to this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I would, what I would do, the person that I would push right now, if I was Vince to like top level would be Damien Priest because he has just arrived up and we need a new person who's not tainted. Chad Gable, I think he's great. He would need a lot of rehab image-wise because of all the like crap they've done to him 
shorty G, whatever. Cesaro is on my bad list. I have no sympathy for Cesaro anymore. He re-signed his contract. The fact that they've done nothing for him for four years, I had sympathy. Now it's on you, mate. Like, it's on you because you had a chance. So bye, Cesaro. Lashley is awesome, but he's on the the older end. Finn, I don't think wants anything to do with the main roster anymore. I think that he's just happy. So what I would just, if I was Vince, what I would do going forward is just now like wake up and stand in front of my mirror and say, I'm going to treat new guys from NXT properly and make them stars. And I would start with Damian Priest. And then there's so many great guys in NXT that they can have after that. Yeah, even like a Montez. Sorry for that answer. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, Yeah, to me, like even a Montez Ford or someone like that down the road, there are people, they have potential. It's just, um, Steph said it right there. The Vince kind of gets them in this spot or state. And then before you know it, it's like you have to, like Chad Gable would have to kind of go around the Indies and maybe do what Cody did. Do you know what I mean? And like rebuild himself and show his worth before people yeah. could really take him seriously as like a wrestling machine again, which he could easily be, but he just hasn't mm. been allowed to be that. Anyway, back to Dynamite. Um, so, yeah, uh, the MJF and Jericho, of course, went up against the Acclaimed. Uh, the Acclaimed, Steph, I've seen some people divided about them on Twitter. Mm. Um, not me. I quite like them. And um, a lot of people had varying opinions about the rap and whatnot. What do you say? I like them. I like the little rapping. I, I like it. You know, it's obviously there's it's reminiscent of the, the original John Cena, but I also think it's fun. It's fresh. It's kind of eye-catching. If you're like flipping channels, you're like, where the heck is this guy rapping? And now he's going to wrestle. What? Uh, I think they, they put their, they've done some, like their raps are hit and miss, but you're always going to, you know, you get that. I think that he, uh, is getting used to rapping on national television, which yeah. is very well. <laughs> it really is. But I think they're a good, they're a good tag team. Uh, I do like them. Oh, Steph, look who's in the house. Hello, Chris. Oh, hey, Chris. <laughs> hey. Wow, is that our most, yeah. our most famous viewer yet, Mister Chris? <laughs> At least our most famous viewer to let himself be known. But yeah, yeah. big shout out to Chris. He does so, uh, so many awesome interviews. He's a really, really great guy. Yes, one of the standard bearers, uh, one of my favorites, yeah. out, outright. Mm-hmm. Super, super Chris. Look at him in the chat now, just mingling. You, hello, slide. Chris. This is like a Chris fan. Chris is hosting his own meet and greet in our chat here. This <laughs> <laughs> I love your chat, Chris. <laughs> he's going into business for himself, Steph. Look at him. <laughs> now, uh, just to circle back to the acclaimed, I, I think you're right. Like, everyone Cena did it so well that I think yeah. is always going to go oh rap gimmick John Cena blah 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 but I I do actually think it's fresh like the take on it between yeah. the two of them and whatnot uh I I I I don't think I I feel like they shouldn't get as much criticism as they get I feel like it's lazy criticism do you know what I mean where people just yeah. like oh somebody else did that before it was like eight it was 19 years ago he did that I know. I'm hoping like most of the audience don't remember when Cena used to rap because I'm hoping that we have like a new young audience that wouldn't wouldn't even get that reference. You know, nah, exactly. what's old is can be new anyway if it's done correctly. So I don't I mean, it's 
How old are they? 21? Like, they were literally in nappies when Cena was doing it. Come on! They might not even know that Cena's in it. (laughs) They might be totally oblivious. They'll be like, what? John Cena used to rap? No way. No way. No who pays for Dan. How many times have you interviewed The Rock, Chris? Don't! Listen. Shit on Alex. Come on now. I keep trying to tell him to, uh, you know, throw something my way, Chris. Throw me a bone, man. But no. Uh, Oh, you're a rock? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, throw me a rock bone, god damn it. He's he's interviewed him nine times. That's greedy, that is. Nine, nine times, nine times. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> In Booker T Nine times, nine times. God damn it. Um no more Chris family. Get get off. It's Ling Yurok. Um moving along on Dynamite. Layla Hirsch and Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this. This was like, you know, that shoot style, um, really technical stuff. I, I, I loved it. I thought it looked stiff and brutal. I'd re- These are two women, of course. Layla has a very legit background. We, we well documented, yeah. been on Bloodsport. And um, Thunder Rosa does train in MMA as well. So these two are always going to match up tremendously well. And I thought to kick off the tournament, you know, quote unquote, it, I thought they did a great job, in my opinion. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. I think that um, Layla, like, people have been so high on her, and I think last night she really showed why. But Thunder Rosa, I'm now not even going to say maybe anymore. She's the best women's wrestler on American TV right now. She's incredible. I love her. She has such fire and passion, and she seems so legit. Everything she does is great. And this tournament... It's going to be awesome. Uh, I think that I would say the final is going to be her and Brit again, and it's going to be even better this time around. But really, really great women's match, and Thunder Rosa can wrestle anyone. It would be amazing. I think that would make sense, Thunder and Brit again. And I think that would maybe even make more sense of their first match where you think actually they've got levels and and room to go here, kind of like Paige and Omega when they met. So – um, I could definitely see that. I, I mean, me and uh, SB3 were talking about it yesterday. I want Yuka to win the other bracket. I don't think she will, um, although that's what I want. But do you think uh, a Jap- Japanese or an American winner overall? Um, hard. It's hard because the thing about the Japanese bracket is it's it's very interesting, but unless you're really immersed into Joshi, you don't really know much about all these women so i think we're going to see some really surprising things it starts on monday doesn't it mm, yeah that's what i mean like uh, to me i connected like I-, I hadn't seen any of yuka until i went to double or nothing and i saw it live and she was there and instantly like i fell in love with her charisma and followed her career from there obviously you see her in stardom and whatnot uh, and i've missed her greatly yeah. in AEW. so i look at a lot of the women on that side of the bracket and i don't really um you know, I'm not overly familiar with them other than what people say about them. So I'm interested yeah. to actually watch the tournament start to finish. And as you say, there's a different thing between, you know, the Joshis and, and what they do there and and what Kenny, I'm assuming Kenny's heavily handed, uh, and what he has in mind for how they're going to be presented in this tournament. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very exciting, man. Yeah. It's And again, goes back to that word we keep saying, it's fresh. So I'm very excited to see how it plays out. Um, but, you know, I wonder... Uh, I don't know the exact situation with Thunder Rosa. I know she's kind of under contract with NWA and that's how that is yeah. for right now. So I don't know if AEW would, you know, again, this is like my WWE brain. Like they would never yeah. let, you know what I mean? They would never let Thunder Rosa win it because yeah. she's not, she's not theirs. Same thing. Um, it was a mm-hmm. right? In the Cruiser, Cruiserweight Classic. Same thing. Yeah. The reason CJP went over 
is because he signed the contract. So they're like, oh, well, we've got to make yeah. him the champion. Um, but I don't know. Uh, Tony Khan gives me every reason to believe that he's not that, you know, inverted way of thinking. So who knows? Yeah, I believe that Tony Khan would see, like, how much she's getting over and how great she is and just kind of make the decision of to run with her no matter what. Because I don't think it can do any harm. It can only, you know, do something good, I think. Yeah, for all, for all involved, for all involved. Uh, Jesus, 22 already. What's going on? Can Can you hear me, Steph? I can hear you for a second there. Steph? <laughs> what? Steph, can you hear me? Oh, no. The audio has all gone wrong. Can anyone in the chat let us know if they can hear us or not? I can't hear anything coming out of Steph's uh, end. I don't think Steph can hear me either, which is strange. But nonetheless, we will persevere um, talking about AEW. But I do need to see if we can correct this issue. We can't have it. Steph, there you go. I can hear you now. Steph, I hear you. You hear me? <laughs> she looks so perplexed. Oh, well. Um, I'm sure Steph will come and join the party as soon as he's Sorry, ready. Can you see me and hear me? Yes, yes, I can. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh, my, um, it went I need to change around my mic and it just totally went. So, ah, sorry. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Anyway, we're moving along with Dynamite because there's only 20 minutes to go. And as usual, we haven't even got <laughs> to NXT. Uh, so, we need to get to the ending sequence, basically. And that is exactly where mm. we are. Kenta and Kenny Omega, John Moxley, Lance Archer, Full Scout Anywhere. Man, this was a lot of fun. If you haven't seen it, I highly implore that you do. It was just madness mm. of a main event. Exactly up my alley. I love chaos. Uh, and Kenta was on fine form as well, Steph. Yeah, this is amazing. It was so good. Um, probably the best match that Kenta has had in an American promotion. Yeah, North America. It was, sure. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, yeah, there was just so many great spots and they all worked so well together and you got like a nice little tour of Dilly's place and it was just a real like anything can happen match. It was, it was so good and it was such a great like end to the show and I think that, you know, Bringing Kenta in last week, it caused so much excitement. But now having him have, you know, a really good match for anyone that doesn't know who this guy is or why it matters. Like, I think you saw why last night it was great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, that I mean, that capped off a very good show, Steph. And, of course, mm -hmm. we're heading into the pay-per-view next month. Uh, what do you make of the state of AEW right now? They seem to be hitting it out of the park at the moment. The one thing I yeah. do need to mention... Darby Allen getting dragged away by Team Taz in the body bag. So Sting, he's out for vengeance, Steph. <laughs> he is the real, the real vengeance. Uh, coming as Sting. Yeah, that was that was really sad to see Darby like that. Like, but I know he probably loved that. He's probably yes. like, would like, you know, can I have another go? He wants the camera shut. <laughs> Like again <laughs> um, yeah i um i think that next week like it was funny i did laugh when they said like next week sting yeah. you know like Just calls out team week. taz and i was like guys like 
it's, it's not a surprise for Team Taz now. If we, like, imagine walking around for an entire week and knowing that you're going to get called out yeah. next Dobby, Wednesday. Dobby Allen just has to be kidnapped <laughs> for a week and he can't be saved before <laughs> next Wednesday. But, yeah, like I like it. And, you know, maybe next week we'll see Sting kind of do something. Like, what would Sting's vengeance be? Mm. I'm not sure, but it's interesting. Yeah. Let's move on to NXT and what they brought to the table was their go-home show for Vengeance. It was the climax of the brackets for the Dusty Rhodes Classic. We will get the finals, of course, on Sunday. Uh, so first up, we did get MSK and Legado Del Fantasma. I mentioned earlier Darby Allen and Janela had a great opener, but this was really good as well. Like If you happened mm-hmm. to catch either of them, you wouldn't have gone far wrong. There was a lot of inventive stuff from these teams on this opener. I thought the energy was great. Um, you know, it's very hard to compete with what AEW put out, but I do think it was a very strong opener for NXT as well, Steph. Yeah, it it was, absolutely. I thought it's great NXT all around, actually. When I was watching it, I thought this NXT is a real reason why they need to change nights because it was actually yeah. a really great show that kept me engaged the whole way through it. But it wasn't as great as dynamite so it just seemed like lesser and if they just put this on a solo night it'd be great but yeah, yeah. great opener on here yeah i actually, I actually agree a lot with that like i um i i watched obviously the nxt about midday today and i really enjoyed it um and like you said it flew by the time watching it yeah. this, this week i just feel like it's a little different to dynamite this is a whole another discussion that i won't get into too deeply I still mm-hmm. love NXT at its core, like what it is, but I just feel like Dynamite's the more exciting. It feels like more of a show. I might be yeah. phrasing that wrong. That's just how it feels to me when I watch Dynamite. It feels like a great variety show based around wrestling, whereas right now NXT is just kind of a tournament progression show, and it's a little bit flat. As good as the matches are, it's a little bit flat. Unless you're talking about the crazy Zaylee stuff, which is wild, but I'm totally I I'm here for it. I'm into it's it. It's wild. I'm yeah. I am into it. Like, as much as I you know don't like a lot of other things, I'm into the Zaylee thing. I want to know what's happening. I thought she lo- sorry. I've gone on to this match, but I, I thought she looked amazing. Like I thought she looked amazing. It was just. It's weird. It's cool. I want to know who came up with this, where it's going to go. Yeah. But yeah, that's the most intriguing thing in NXT to me right now, storyline wise. I um, I think Zaylee looks like for the first time she really looks like a star. Like when she comes out, I feel she like does. she looks like a big deal. Uh, you know, poor, <laughs> poor, <laughs> poor old um, was it Cora Jade just took a whooping, yeah. um, a very brief whooping. But um, the, the main story, of course, was Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro and the this thing that is kind of commanding Boa and Zia Lee. Uh, to me, 
and again, we've used this word already today. It feels fresh. I don't know where this is going, and I like that. So uh, I'm here for it. I think Zia is a great talent, and the fact that they've attached a great story to her, I'm all for it. Just very excited to see where it goes. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how Caden Carter and Casey fit into it now, but now she has rivals to go with this story. I guess we'll see how that yeah. play, plays out. Um, the Women's Dusty Classic was up next. Shotzi and Ember Moon versus The Way. Now, before this match happened, um, I want to touch on this. The Way did a, a promo where Johnny Gargano selling a broken arm was in a wheelchair. Um, <laughs> for me, and I will get on to the promo as well um, later on with, uh, what do you call him? To the moon man. Uh, <laughs> I can't forget <laughs> Cameron Grimes. Yeah, Cameron Grimes. Why do I forget his name? Um, again, so those two things were like really... Like, I was legit laughing watching both of them. Yeah. And I was just thinking, like, who the hell writes Raw compared to NXT? Like, how can comedy be that different between the two? Uh, I really don't know. But on both accounts, I thought they did really well. What I loved about the Johnny Gargano pro- uh, promo was when he said, I'll do a Beautiful Day video. I thought that was so funny. And William Weagle, that totally popped him as well. You could tell, like, yeah. like he was laughing. And I just thought that was a great joke like if you know you know if you don't know it's fine but if you know you know so it's a very good little subtle joke i don't know who wrote that but <laughs> probably triple H. <laughs> <laughs> i don't think triple h would write that joke okay if it's a way to reference him he'll be like come on no um... i think someone i think someone wrote it that was like you know like to kind of sneak something in to see if your boss is paying attention yeah i yeah, think yeah. someone like that wrote it yeah, I, I liked yeah. it. Uh, it was good. And then um, obviously it led into the tag team match where, well, you know, first of all, Johnny got done over by Kushida, which obviously furthers that storyline. And and that's going to be heading mm-hmm. into Sunday for the North American strap. And then we got Shotzi and Ember going over the way, Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae. I think that's the right move um, in this tournament moving forward. And, uh, you know, the, the final brackets now for that are looking very, very interesting because you've got on the other side Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. So you on the surface, that's a hell of a match. Yeah, it is a really good match. I, I think that Chotzi seems like someone that they are very high on. It totally made sense for her to um for her to get that win. Candace is like the Natalia of NXT, if you know what I mean. That I she do. is she's the great hand that's stuck at a level um and i think that that's kind of her her future but yeah, yeah i think the women's final is going to be really good i still i still think babyface candace is like there's another level you could do with that mm. I, I still feel like she i remember um when she was chasing the title originally or she was first getting involved in johnny's stuff and i really thought oh man she could be but yeah you're right she's kind of just the same with time she's just become like a hallmark of NXT. And like you said, the same way in Italia. So that's actually a very good reference. Um, Moving forward from that, we got um, Austin Theory and Kushida, obviously just another way to keep Kushida looking strong, heading into, um, heading into Sunday. The main thing here being the final scene was Kushida having Theory uh, and Sorry, Loomis and and Kushida having Theory and Gargano locked in their respective uh, submissions. So Loomis is staying, hanging around, Steph. 
and he's involved. He's involved in this storyline, one story, one way or the other. Um, but I did think it. Way to run a segment. <laughs> way to run a segment, as I can say. It was going so well. It was going. So it was well. going so well. <laughs> Uh, and then I believe it was after this that we got Cameron Grimes, who now is really rich for some reason. Um, you know, he, he revealed he's he's rich from investing in GameStop and Dogecoin. Uh, and yeah, he, he he told William Regal he he would now choose what he did in NXT because he's got all of the money. Uh, but the delivery was pretty hilarious, I must say. It was probably my favourite Cameron Grimes thing to date. This was dumb as hell, but. Funny, funny, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're, if you're looking for logic, I mean, it's not it's not going to be your favorite thing in the world. But uh, I did think he did a good job. Yeah, yeah, he did. And he's uh, committed to that character. Like, no matter what you think of that character, guys, committed. Oh yeah, you no doubt about it. And then uh, moving on to the main event, it was a it was a couldn't lose situation for me. You've got Thatcher and Champa, yeah. who I've become very attached to and kind of wanted to see them win, but at the same time. Mm. Grizzled Young Vets, you know, uh, guys like us, Steph, obviously have seen them in the UK and what they can do under the NXT UK banner and beyond. They are legit, amazing. I know Triple H loves them, so in the back of my mind, I was like, they're going over. Um, yeah. And that's what proves to happen. It is Grizzled Young Vets that will meet MSK in the finals. Uh, it was a good match, I thought, in the main event. And, you know, you're going to get that with Champa and uh, and Thatcher. It, there was a doomsday device, and then the Grizzly Young Vets hit the ticket to Mayhem to actually get the victory. I thought closing sequence was great, but the action overall, I thought, was just fiery. Uh, it, it had a lot of intensity. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. As you said, you couldn't lose with this situation. Um, I really like Thatcher and Champo. They've become great little, great little buddies, um, tough guy buddies. I love it. But I really do. I hope they continue as a team. I think that's what Champa needs because he's just been in NXT forever. And I think that Thatcher needs it too because I just I, – I, I don't see them having much for Thatcher because other than giving him that fight pit, they then jobbed him out a lot. So I think this is the best case scenario for both of them. But I loved, I love Grizzled Young Vets. I love Zach Gibson and I was happy to see them win. It is so cool to see Zach Gibson being pushed because he's fantastic. Listen, when I look at the card for Sunday, right, you've got Io Shirai, Tony Storm, Mercedes Martinez. There's every reason to believe that will be really, really good. Like, um, yeah. we, haven't, we haven't seen Tony and Io sh- since the um, May Young, right? And that was great. Mm. Um, add Mercedes Martinez into that. It's a fresh dynamic. Very good. Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, Ember Moon, Shotzi. We've spoken about that. A lot of talent in that match. MSK, Grizzard Young Vets. That could be seriously, seriously good. Like, really good. I I remember seeing the Grizzled Young Veterans and Mustache Mountain at the first takeover in the UK. It was easily the match yeah. tonight. So I, I could see yeah, I could see Grizzled Young Veterans stealing the show here. Gargano and Kushida, again, that's been building for, like, a while now. Like, months. And I'm ready for Kushida to have his, like, Cinderella night. I'm ready for him to arrive, win the title. And I think everything points to that. Again, could easily be the banger of the night. And then you've got Finn and mm. Pete Dunne. And I see Pete Dunne on like this whole new level now. This is a fresh matchup for for Finn. And uh, in my opinion, if you liked Kyle O'Reilly and Finn Balor, Pete Dunne and Finn Balor is also going to be amazing. It's a similar sort of styles. Yeah. It's going to be technical. It's going to be gritty. 
you look at that card, every single match is strong. I, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, it's a really great card. It's it's a pretty small card, but it's going to be a great show. And I'm really hyped for the main event. I love this new Pete Dunne. I, and I've spoken before about my thoughts about Pete Dunne before he had this change. And I, I now like Pete Dunne. So, you know, shout out like Seth Rollins. You can redeem yourself. It's possible. Look what Pete Dunne did. Okay, yeah. because Pete Dunn has redeemed himself in my eyes. So I am really looking forward to it. And oh, I want to see Balor put out a really great match again because he's he's also a different man now in NXT. Yeah. And like you said, I, I think the common denominator between the two, and I'm not saying this is like solely responsible for the success, but working with Kyle O'Reilly, I feel like has brought out the best in both. Like, you know, yeah. Finn, Balor, Finn Balor did have a great takeover with Damian Priest months ago. And like, I'm not, he has been having a great run of matches. But I just feel this latest stretch, the ingredient has kind of been Kyle O'Reilly, and that shouldn't be understated. Uh, I, I hope that he remains in that upper echelon of the card. Yeah. And I do hope that Pat McAfee returns. Well, he, he <laughs> you know, just because it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> For you, of course, of course. Um, For me. <laughs> if anything, it would make sense, right, if he did turn up Sunday and he kind of helped yeah. his client get the title. I wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't at all no. um let's get to the ultra chats then that you guys have uh have left for us oh i actually believe i have a pronunciation for that name earlier aloysius apparently is the name there you go aloysius a little like uh, wikipedia breakdown for me in the ultra chats <laughs> what that name is uh the first chat of the night we'll start with aw is bo hill hello bo hill uh, aw is one of five promotions currently working together Meanwhile, Elimination Chamber, five of the people in the Elimination Chamber were there 10 years ago. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I, you didn't really ask a question, so I'll, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what to, to really go with that. But I think we've all, um, you know, lavished praise and love on Tony Khan for his kind of visionary of the business and the fact that he... He is taking this fresh perspective, getting everyone together. Like, I love it. Um, do I love the Elimination Chamber match for Raw? No. No, I don't. Uh, it's not that exciting to me outside of the fact that it is an Elimination Chamber match. That's about it. But it's not that I don't like some of the talent in there. I just feel like, you know, it's just a bit... It's absolute rubbish, Alex. You have... Um, so it's what, Drew, Sheamus, Jeff hey, Hardy... Hey. AJ and who's Miz. the last one? Miz. Miz. Okay, Miz, get him out of that. Like, just this ridiculous nonsense being subjected to this man. No, thank you. Jeff Hardy, ugh, okay, what, like, Jeff Hardy, I kind of feel whatever, but AJ is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Like, I've nothing against him. Seamus at least has a storyline with Drew, but they basically told Seamus, like, you versus Drew isn't a big enough match anyway, so we're going to make this elimination chamber. So that, that's what they think of, of, of Seamus. Um, I don't think Seamus should still be in main events at all, but at least he has a storyline with Drew. You could have filled that chamber up so differently. It's yeah. it's it's so ridiculous having these same guys. If you told me like 10 years ago or more that I'd be still watching The Miz, still watching Seamus, even still watching Jeff Hardy. Oh, if you told me I'd still be watching Jeff Hardy, like I wouldn't have believed it because you just can't like 
<laughs> comprehend that these guys have been around for so like, long. But like, like Jeff, yeah. has, Jeff has a special place in my heart, like he does for most people. But that doesn't mean that I think he should be pushed towards the title, like especially. Yeah especially now, like cold after, you know, being like not even 50-50 booking. He's, he's lost mostly, um, you know, over the last six months. If you give me the whole like Jeff Hardy, one last, you know, laying everything on the line to try and get back to a world title. If you actually gave me that story, then I could get behind it. But like this, I don't think there was anyone that was like, oh yeah, of course, Jeff Hardy's in. Like everyone was a bit like, whoa, from, yeah. from where? Um, yeah. You know, you've got Riddle but, and Keith Lee are in the United States title picture. A lot of people are like, yeah, don't get me wrong. I like that match with Lashley on the surface. All three of them could have been in the chamber, really, when you think about it. And I know that, you know, Lashley, you know, people will go, well, you know, he's 42 or whatever. Still, he's been booked strong. He's a viable contender. You could have Riddle. You could have yeah. Keith Lee. You could have Kofi Kingston if you were going to do this former WWE champion route, um, you know, and, and and tie that in with Ali. You could have Ali. There's, Damian Priest, there's a million things you could have done other than I, – I, I don't really understand the whole Shane McMahon went, yes, the former champions are in there. That's it. Well, you should have asked him last night, Alex, what the heck he was thinking with this. <laughs> well, he was, he was working but, with Steph. Steph. Uh, he was being very <laughs> But I think, you know, if if you say, if you complain about this match having Jeff Hardy in it, Seamus in it, The Miz in it, um, and if you complain about Edge winning the Rumble or Randy Orton or whatever, it's like people just like, oh, why do you hate Edge, for example, it's not about that. It's just about the fact that the, this company, it doesn't matter who it is. It is just same old, shh, you know, it is. It has been like that for so long. It's, it is ridiculous. Imagine if like, I don't know. Imagine if, you know, like the, the music charts never changed in the last 20 years or something and, and you were just still like hearing the same like bands over and over again and new bands were trying to like release records and the record companies were like no we're, we're fine with Coldplay we don't need you okay <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah yeah I, I, <laughs> that's what it feels like it's so weird like um exactly to what you just said it, it doesn't mean that there isn't like a place for those talents it's yeah. not like it's not an age cap wheel like, oh get out but like yeah like, it speaks volumes that there isn't even like one place in this chamber for someone no you know. that's why you know aw is doing it great you have jericho and that's kind of like that is your main like veteran guy at the at the top of the card obviously you know dustin Rhodes is in there too we have sting he's not actively wrestling but that's just used really well. So even if some of the guys in AW are like a bit older, it's well balanced enough with the young guys. Like, you know, Jericho's in a faction with all these young guys that he's getting over, like Sammy and MJF. So it's all working well. Who's going to get over from this chamber? No one. Yeah, exactly. It. I mean, I I guess in their in WWE's warp mind, they're like drew out last a load of champions, and that makes him sound great. Like, but that's. Such, such a stretch to go to, you know, even like you, you yeah. have you like uh, SCU, you know, they're the wrong side of 40, but they're being used correctly too. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're mm -hmm. there to rub everyone, 
rub everyone the right way. Um, I anyway, let's. I need to get past this ultra chat. Uh, yeah, I've just wasted like ten minutes ranting. Uh, this has been the show of tangents. <laughs> yes, it has. Uh, Shane McMahon dreams and elimination chambers. Uh, Ian Mullane says in the previous eliminated tournament they had to rule that a time limit draw meant no one could progress. Do you see them doing that in this women's one? He's talking about AEW. Like uh, during the Deeb Rio match. Also, do you see Caruso's DP talk on Raw Talk? Let that woman live. If she likes DPs, fine. Let her do what she likes. What was that? I mean, she said they were basically talking about uh, uh, Damien Priest. And it was like the nickname, right? right? Like DP. And then there's obviously the sexual connotation that goes with a DP. I'll let you look it up, Steph, if you're innocent. <laughs> and, um, you know, Charlie was kind of caught on camera. And like, I just had to, to tell you what happened. And, uh, and Charlie was very innocently not knowing what she was doing, I'm assuming, going, oh, I like DP. I like DP. And everyone was like, she was getting crucified on Twitter the next day. I did feel sorry for her. She didn't know. Oh, well, poor Charlie. I know. She's nice. Come on now. Um, anyway, the first part of that, the tournament. <laughs> Steph, do you see time limit draws having an effect here? Uh, so when I was looking at the lineup today, I think this Serena Deeb Rio match is very interesting. If you're going to do time limit draw, it would probably be in that much of who you would actually make win that. I, I would assume they'd book Rio to win it, but they have been booking Serena Deep strong as well. So, yeah, at least, you know, if they want to get out of something, they have set these, the president of time limit draws, so we're not going to be that shocked. So, yeah, they, it might be something that they utilise. Absolutely. Uh, Mayor of Painesville, Dan... Oh, I can see it already. Hello, guys, from frosty German. Uh, minus 12 degrees Celsius. God damn, I think it's minus two. Wow. Where I am. Uh, but you know what's not freezing cold. <laughs> but instead is boiling hot. The cold inside the Dex Express he is basically the star of the Gargano Kushida feud, right? No! <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Gargano successfully made me laugh out loud during a WWE produced show this week. Johnny Gargano gets my star this week. Yeah, and Kushida's just damn great. So there we have it. Um, Matty says, hey, Steph and Alex, how are you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. There you go. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Pat coming back. He's so good. Him at War Games was insane. You know, I'm, I'm trying to like, use his upper upper caps here uh p.s matt mccoskey has a new job so he won't be here in the chat until may wow uh he'll still watch back afterwards though congrats to him congrats indeed matthew congrats matt from banging brains to a new job wow you've done well you've done well my friend also uh p.s sammy guevara blocked mtf on twitter i'm sure he did nice touch nice touch Fabe lives among us. Uh, bacon Russia. Hey, man. I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, evening, all good eggs. Egg and bacon in the chat. <laughs> Egg and bacon in the chat. Oh, hot, hot take on Ziggler's finisher in WWE. Should it have been called the double fin? Should it have been called the what? Should it have been called the dolphin? Also... <laughs> That's nearly as good as Doppelganger. 
Yeah, <laughs> nearly, nearly though. Uh, also, is Priest on a three-week push or a push to the moon? Uh, had to get the Grimes reference in there. Hashtag Quizlemania War Games. Uh, good shout. Um, I mean, Pri- I hope, Priest I hope, to the moon, man. I hope, like well, him with Bad Bunny, but he's got the the, the Bad Bunny spot, you know. And I think like. This Bad Bunny thing, look, I didn't know who Bad Bunny was. Totally admit that. Uh, research into Bad Bunny and his fan base, merchandise sales, whatever. I would very much like to now appear on television with Bad Bunny because he seems to be the right guy to attach yourself to. So I think that it's very good for Damien Priest. Whether or not he's getting this push because they're hiring Damien Priest or because of what they're trying to do in the Latin market and there's that connection, who knows? However, hopefully Priest can run with it and we can make a new star because Bad Bunny seems to be the guy. Yeah. They, I mean, I, I'm, I will fully admit that too. I have never never heard a Bad Bunny song until he came in, but then I'm not really big on Latin music, so I don't know why I would have. Uh, but I can appreciate having learned more about him now that like, wow, man, his yeah. social, you know, his following is huge and you know, he's got a lot yeah. of accolades behind him. So... You know, I'm, and I like it too. I said this when he did his first dive and Triple H was saying it about how he's been training and all of that stuff. I like a guy that, you know, um, he's a lifelong fan. He's shooting his shot. Let him do it, man. I like it. I like it. More power. Hop on the Bad Bunny trim. Yeah. More power. <laughs> I like Bad Bunny. I like it. <laughs> and I like Damien Priest. Though. It works for me both ways. Um, yeah. Benny Boy 004 says, first time watching live for a while, as I keep forgetting. Well, we welcome you here, Benny. Well, Thank you. Turn on notifications. Yeah, get them <laughs> on, man. You know where that bell is. Come on now. Um, anyway, time flies. It flies when you're having fun, Steph, doesn't it, Just? It does. It yes. does. Uh, you know where to find Steph Shay. She's here every Thursday, 8 p.m. with me, talking all things Wednesdays and beyond. But you can also find her everywhere else. Steph, tell the people where they need to be checking you out. Check me out on my YouTube channel, Stephanie Chase Wrestling. Every Friday night, uh, I do my live AW show, AW Weekly, where we talk about AW, everything that's happened, go in depth and dynamite, take all your um, comments, questions, theories, whatever. It's really great fun. And I've started doing dynamite preview shows as well, which come out on a Tuesday on my YouTube channel. And yeah, and you can follow me on Twitter at Stephanie M. Chase. Follow Steph on Twitter. Anyone who follows me, anyone in this chat, follow her. Her following is criminally under undervalued. Where are you? About 3,000, right? You deserve more than that. I'm close to 3,000. Let's get Steph to 3,000. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Look, I'm, I'm putting it in the chat right now. No, that's a pound sign. No, that's number three. <laughs> you, can give, you can give me some pounds too. <laughs> you can do that yeah. at Patreon. I get all the plugs in <laughs> yeah let's let's get a hashtag going of Steph um, to 3k there you have it that's what we need everyone well there's a lot of people here saying already following and I'm sure Steph appreciates you Elizabeth Stallion I love you all you're all my friends there you have it everyone uh, get Steph to 3k look everybody wants it uh, so we well, have a lot of hot tier queen fans. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed we do. And once again, Steph, my sincere thanks for joining me on this Thursday edition of the Wrestling Daily. I will see you again this time next week. Indeed. I Thank say the, you, I, I say open-ended like, please come back. And 
I'll be back tomorrow, 8 p.m. with the Wonder Kid himself, Louis Dangor. But until then, thank you so much for joining us. Goodbye, everyone. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.